One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel. Shemazel. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. We're going to do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Joe. I'm Jacques. And we're Carnival Personnel. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we are Carnival Personnel. Uh, Joe and I are longtime semi-comedy collaborators. We write comedy for each other and pretty much nobody else. Yeah. Um, that's because we're the only one. We're too smart for everybody else. Nobody gets us, Nobody. Man. And it's not that we're not funny. It's that you don't get it. You being everybody else but us. <laughs> yeah, just get hip to us, world. And, you know, we'll all be on the same page, and then we'll all have a good time. So, so Carnival Personnel, yeah, uh, we are a couple married guys with kids looking for an excuse not to be with our significant others or children for a couple hours a week prepping the show and uh, actually recording it. Um, we are video game nerds. I'm a video game nerd. Jacques is a Resident Evil and Injustice. Anything and, Marvel. And, and Batman. And, right, and anything comic book related. Some of the Lego movies. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Uh, Whatever your little kids are into, Jacques is into. We, <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Yes. That's all right. <laughs> uh, we will be talking sports. And by sports, we mean the greatest team in the history of football, the New England Patriots. Yes. Uh, and USFL. This week in USFL history. Right. Big segment for us. Yeah. Um, Twi- and, what would that be? Twi-useful? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and there's you know, there's nobody to call us out on it. So, right. Uh, but we, we will talk a little bit sports, but mostly uh, the Patriots. Um, Joe and I are both political junkies to an certain extent. Um, Joe leans left, and I re- lean really, really left. Yep. Uh, and he see me in the shower, so he can, you know, <laughs> that's true. Uh, hey but it, it, But I'm a uh, tree-hugging vegetarian, absolutely socialist, you know, I like people, you know, unlike the senator who came out the other day, or the congressman saying, you know, he doesn't, he wouldn't publicly say if everybody deserves to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that one. And and you can't. But that's it, you know, this is a, you know, an unfocused catch-all. We're new at this. Uh, We hopefully will get better at this. Um, This is uh, kind of, like I said, an excuse for us to get together. A little bit about Joe. Joe and I, in the mid-90s, started to do sketch comedy together. Um, Joe's done stand-up in Boston, in Los Angeles. He's written a great deal of sketch comedy, uh, sitcomish comedy, um, and I do some you know freelance writing now here and there. You wouldn't know it because you're not cool enough, but I do. He he, he does a lot a lot of comedy um, collaborations and, and, and writing for other comics. Um, I myself same has written um, has written some feature length stuff, a lot of sitcom stuff, done a lot of stand up stuff. Um, I live for sketch sketches. For some reason, I think you know when I was like seven is when Saturday Night Live came out. So wow, yeah, I was uh, born yeah. I think two years after Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so so uh, it, that's always been my thing. It's like you know, Kids in the Hall got me through college, um, 
And so, you know, we we are trying to, you know, do this for a lot of different reasons. One of them is to hang out. One of them is because we're so much smarter than most people we know. And you said it was for the money. It's all about the money. We'll yeah. get to it. Okay. Well, I don't need the money, and Joe doesn't need the money, but Chico needed the money. Because <laughs> back in my day, people did things for the money. You see... When you wanted to get something at the store, we called them stores back then, we would need money. Money would be uh, something that you would exchange for goods and services. So speaking of money, (laughs) uh, this week's advertisers are Blue Apron. God, I love Blue Apron. Do do we need to talk about both sponsors? Because I really just want to block out the whole hour talking about about Blue Blue Apron. You first. What a lifesaver. Um... The, the best thing about it is you don't have to know anything about cooking. They give you everything pre-measured out. Uh, it's right there. They don't repeat a recipe for a year. Uh, vegetarian like me, a carnivore like Joe, they will make sure that you have everything you need for a really, really great meal. They come in about $10 per, uh, which you can't pretty much, you know, you can't eat out for that, that's for sure. And it's hard to shop um, and get all the right things you need. So, and, and the great thing is, again, you can go 365 days without having the same thing twice. Right. And it's so wonderful. And because, and they also they give you the step-by-step instructions to cook it, and they give you just what you need in order to make that particular recipe. And the recipes change every week. Um, and it's so easy. If you just go to blueapron.com slash not a real promo code, you will get... A hundred percent off of your order for the first fifty-two weeks, just the first fifty-two weeks, and then after that, then you'll have to start paying up. But then after that, it, I think they make up for it because they char- then they charge you like a hundred bucks a day. And, and our other sponsor, and they break thumbs. And our other sponsor is Shudini, and we're going to bring in Gilbert Gottfried to read this ad. Hi, where where's the mic? Hi, first of all, where's my money? Second of all. Where's that guy that does the impersonation of Gilbert Gottfried? Oh, wait, it's me. Uh, shoe Dini. You ever try to put on a shoe by yourself? It doesn't work. You need something to help you slip on your foot easily into the shoe that doesn't require a lot of bending and Hurting of your fingers and the high with the hey, you need Shootini. Shootini does not cost a lot of money. And Shootini, unfortunately, does not have a website. So you can't even order Shootini. I'm not even sure if Shootini is still a legitimate business. Did, did Danny Thomas use Shootini? Uh, he did. <laughs> if the, uh, if, if, if when the woman was on the, co- the glass coffee table and it wasn't coming out right away, Shudini would help ease, it, it, it would help ease everything up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and this is where we get back to in our first test when we came up with the show's catchphrase, leaving a dump. Leaving so, a dump. When we're done with the bit, you'll know we're done with the bit by us signing off, leaving a dump. Yeah. Why, and the reason is we don't take dumps here. 
We leave them. We leave them. Thank you. And trust me, we leave them all over the place. Right, right. Uh, all right, so moving on. The first thing we're going to talk about is gaming. Uh, to give a little background, we are coming to you live from Nutmeg's... No, sorry, we're not at Nutmeg Studio. Right. We're in Joe's man cave. Literally a cave. Right. It is an old Boston basement apartment that is brick and rock and l- I'd say litter, but that's not the right word. It's very well organized. Joe has truly half a dozen, I'm looking around, half a dozen um, TV screens of varying sizes and ages. Um, but in this household, in, the, in today's world, which household does not have half a dozen screens of varying stages and sizes? You know, I, I mean, we're, we're going back to huge tube ones that weigh about a thousand pounds. Yeah, I have a Toshiba 32-inch CRT from, like, about early 2000s. It's a beast, and it's beautiful. It plays... <laughs> Everything that you ever wanted to, um, except anything with an HDMI input. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe literally has, uh, and he can correct me, and, and, and you know, we, and will, will. we will be creating the, you know, creating a website and a Facebook page and cataloging some of the stuff, but I believe he has every home video game system ever created in almost every game that goes with it. There are walls of video games, uh, which is one of our ongoing segments for the first two test runs. This is our first real broadcastable, hopefully, this will be our first broadcastable uh, or postable, not broadcast, postable podcast. Podcast and the two we podcastable attempted. podcastable. Thank you. Uh, I just blindly grab a game off his shelf. He has to guess which game it is based on the space he can see from where he's sitting, and then does a review of it. But first, we will talk about the new game that we got this week, which is Injustice Two. Uh, big fan of Injustice One. Uh, fantastic storyline. For those who don't know. DC, I don't know if they officially partnered with the people who make uh, Mortal Kombat. Right. But it's it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think I'm not actually sure who the developer actually, Injustice is right there on the shelf. (laughs) It won't be the one game that we'll pull off the shelf, but yeah, it's. it's a wonderful game, and, and I, I, I played the first one a, a little bit. I didn't really get into it as much as maybe you did, but um, I, I actually have two copies. I have the regular version and then the Ultimate Edition that has a couple of additional characters. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great, and, um, and it's, just, it's awesome because it's, like, it's not like a game where, you know, you, it's not like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that came out for the Switch where you're literally uh, you expect to spend about 60 hours Right, right. You, 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 yeah. You know, I have a nine-year-old who's a big gamer and a seven-year-old who's a big gamer, and the nine-year-old could probably get through it in a weekend. You know, maybe putting in a good six hours, seven hours. There's not a lot of problem solving and puzzle solving. One of the one of the fun things is. With the first injustice, it's a great story. I mean, it's it's you know if you just watch like the cutscenes through, I really like the storyline. Um, but what's fun in this is you know watching him play it yesterday. There's going to be a fight between you know two justice leaguers go from point A to point B. They're met up with with villain A, and you can choose which one of the two heroes fights said villain and then you know no matter the outcome of it you know once you pass that level the cutscene picks up to whoever won you know moving on so you have a lot more interaction i don't think you could do that in the last one but this this story is as good it, this story is good 
Of course, uh, it just came out, and we got the Ultimate Edition, which means in a few weeks, some more characters will come out. Yeah. To be determined. A few weeks after that, a couple oh, more. Oh, so you got the season pass? Got the season pass, uh. which which it's it's one of those things that's a scam. It's like, okay, here's this game for 60 bucks, and you justify it in your head. It's like, well, if I take the boys to a movie, I'm going to spend 60 bucks. If I buy this game for 60 bucks, that's X amount of time. But then you buy the season pass for another 50 bucks, and mm. it's like... Yeah, I and mean, I'd rather the season pass, though, with, than a microtransactions, because those can get way out of hand. I mean, if you have a game like Call of Duty... Like Black Ops or something, where you're you can use real, you know, real money to buy in-game money to buy a chance at getting a rare weapon. You know what I mean? Like that's that, yeah. Well, that that's 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 the battle. Our seven-year-old just turned seven, but I've been having with him for a while understanding that it's like I am not spending real money to buy this digital money so in this game you can buy <laughs> ex- yeah like like a, a pixel gun or some like you know right you know lower animation like you know game for him and they, you know they're fun cute little games but they they can be complete money sucks if you let them yeah um but uh, no but at least with the yeah with the season pass you know what you're getting you know and you know it's going to be quality stuff and it's going to add to the it, it's going to add substantially to the enjoyment of the game and to the playability of the game and it could cuz you know games like that they can get stale after i mean especially when you binge a game like that like right, right up front right. It, it just gets stale and then you don't then it you don't, it sits on the shelf you know like and that's that happens with a lot of games no so i mean we we got we got resident evil 7 a few months ago, got all the downloadable content, all that stuff, spent weeks and weeks and weeks playing it, which is great. So if you end up, you know, over over a period of time, it comes down to like, you know, 50 cents per hour of entertainment, you know, so it's it's not that bad, you know, when you parcel out. Really, the more you play, the more you save. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, right? Uh, I don't know. uh, Whatever. But it's it's good. You know, highly recommend it, not just because I'm a big DC guy and a big capes and tights guy. Um, Who's your go-to character? How how is it structured? In the storyline, do you start off with, like, Specific characters that they assign, or is there like a through? Is there a storyline? There's a story, and, and again, it, it's it's uh, it's a lot like the first one. It's yeah. Batman versus Superman. Okay, another frenemy story. Um, it, it's one of my favorite. It, it, it harkens back to the Brothers Eye for any Batman DC geeks. Years ago, Batman created a satellite system called Brothers Eye to track all superheroes on Earth because, you know, Batman more than anybody else is paranoid about superheroes and superheroes going rogue. Yeah. So, you know, and it came out that, you know, his friends found out that he's basically spying on them as much as he would a Lex Luthor or a Joker or anybody else. Um, and it's one of those, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer and so if you're watching me this close are you my friend or you my enemy and yeah. and of course you know Batman's greatest fear ever is that technology will fall into the wrong hands and of course this is technology he developed yep that fell into the wrong hands and then you know it's the bad guys can track which is, yeah which by the way the idea of creating technology and then having it fall into the wrong hands completely unrealistic never am I right happened. never happens no no, no, nobody's ever developed a, a virus in a lab that has then been weaponized and used uh, against us. Yeah, no, against us. No, against, no never, never happened. And never will. Uh, but uh, injustice. But there was, there was a uh, about fifteen plus years ago. 
Batman had a bad streak where he created the Brothers Eye thing, the thing got corrupted. They ended up turning into a movie called Doom, which is really, you know, which is really, really, you know, this fun. Basically, Batman has contingencies to take down everybody in the Justice League. Yeah, wow. those those plans got corrupted or got out. People used it against it. WikiLeaks. And it was yes, yes. Assad got a hold of his emails. <laughs> yeah. He hacked Alfred's emails. Uh, email was the weakest link. And so, uh, and the long story short is, it's really funny. He he goes to the Justice League, and they're like, "How would they know this is my weakness? How would they know this?" He's like, "Well, that's my plan," you know. And and they were upset that. It got out, but then they were upset. It's like, wait a minute, you have plans to take us down? And he's like, you are the most powerful people in the universe. Like, you know, mind control, this, that, you ever go rogue? Yeah, I have a plan to take you down. And Flash goes, well, how would you feel if we had a plan to take you down? And Batman looks at him and goes, you don't? Then you're idiots. <laughs> you know? And then at the end of it, you know, they were kind of, they, they solved the problem, you know, they hugged it out, sort of, and they're like, well, you know, I hope this doesn't happen again. Hope you learned your lesson. He's like, no, I have to create new plans now. He was really honest that he's like, no, this is who I am. This is who you are, you know. Yeah. Uh, but so they incorporated the Brothers Eye thing, and it. it's great. I highly recommend it. Uh, and now that we talked the new games, it's time for me to grab a game off the show. Come up while I grab the game. You come up with the name of this segment. Uh, Joe's Sad Life. <laughs> No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. And what did he grab? Okay, so, so by the way, so he's grabbed one cartridge from my Nintendo Entertainment System collection of about 200 games. And, and I'm being kind there. It's actually probably closer to 280. From the bottom shelf, it's somewhere in the W's. I'm gonna say God. It, it's not Wrecking Crew. It's right after Wrecking Crew. Is it like WWF WrestleMania? Oh my goodness! It is WWF. That's before they got the F out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and went to the WWE because everybody knows what was about ten years ago. Yeah, the World, the World Wildlife, Wildlife Federation. Federation. Yeah, Foundation. Foundation yeah. had a copyright WWF, and they had to go WWE. So this is vintage, because it's a WWF. Just, that was just Big Pandas, you know, stretching <laughs> <laughs> its arms. <laughs> WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Well, aren't you going to blow on the cartridge? Oh. <laughs> Make sure it works. I took care of it, brother. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah this, oh, I'm looking at this cartridge and this cover, and I, honestly, I've never played this game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't play all the games I collect. You know, sometimes I just want to look at them. But WWF WrestleMania Challenge, I do remember playing one of the WWF games, and they're pretty much, I think they're kind of all the same. Although, uh, so this is made by a company called LJN. And for you video game nerds and you angry video game nerd fans out there, you will know that LJN is the rainbow of doom when it comes to publishers of video games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But I'm looking at the cover. Jeez, uh, how many of these people? All these guys have died except for the guy in the middle. Can you name the wrestlers? Yes. There's five wrestlers on the cover. Okay. Uh, it, it, center Square is Hulk Hogan, alive. Uh, rest in Peace, Big Boss Man. Rest in Peace, Ultimate Warrior. Rest in Peace, Andre the Giant. And Rest in Peace, Randy Macho Man Savage. Ooh, the cream of the crop. 
Oh, yeah. That was uh, my Randy Savage impersonation. Actually, that was Gilbert Gottfried's Randy Savage impersonation. And for those at home, here's my Randy Savage impersonation. He's laying down with his arms crossed because he's dead. Get it? <laughs> ah, psych gags on the podcast. Oh, boy. Leaving a dump. Yeah. Uh, you know, but these, ga- th- these games were, like, notoriously cheesy i think for the time like if you were a wrestling fan and you were 10 years old and you had nintendo this game was probably awesome um you know because i think they had their signature moves which i don't know and i'm not a big wrestling fan so why am i even reviewing this game this is this is the flaw of this segment is pulling a random game off the show because there's no guarantee that i'm gonna know what the hell i'm talking about although i do want to uh you know pour a 40 for my homies, Big Boss Man, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, and of course, Macho Man Savage. How much do you think that goes for on eBay right now? Ten dollars and zero cents, probably. Uh, Six dollars and ninety-nine cents yeah. with free shipping. So you were not closest without going over. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And this one has like like black marker on it and it says like Kevin and you know, it's <laughs> It's yeah, the value has gone down a bit. Um, but actually, if you look up on the top shelf, on the far right, I have WWF WrestleMania in the box. Oh yeah, brother! And now he's gonna go grab it because I mentioned it. It's right there. There it oh, is. Oh, it is in the box. Yeah, it's in the box. Well, I didn't know it was a lion. That's okay. the original WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania Challenge, the follow-up to that. So you got seminal classic. So uh, look, look at the crossover. Look for first of all, who's on the front of the box? Yeah, of course, Hulk Hogan is. I mean, he, he was he was the man. Like he had his own cartoon. He had his own uh, comic book. I'm sure he had his own vitamin brand. I'm sure. Featuring Hulk Hogan and other WWF superstars. Randy Macho Man Savage, Andre the Giant, Honky Tonk Man, Ted, Million Dollar Man, DiBiase, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, yeah, I don't know if Bam... I think Bam Bam's gone. I don't know about... I think Ted DiBiase... I think he might be dead, too. Honky Tonk Man, I think, is... Maybe he died, too. I think, I think I'm looking at like five tombstones here. I don't know for sure. But, like, yeah. And speaking of dead wrestlers... Uh, or wrestlers who are in bad shape. Uh, if you haven't seen the wrestler from about six years ago, or you know something like that, uh, great movie with um, oh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey tough R- movie to watch. Really, really tough a movie great to watch. Movie. Great movie. And uh, Marissa Tomei, <laughs> who is Aunt May uh, in the new Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you mean Academy Award winning? I watched By the way, I watched that movie. Pretty good performance, and she was really good. Academy Award. Academy Award. Good. No, uh, I know. I know that uh, Bill Belichick liked her as he was. She quote. He quoted her when he was uh, explaining. Um, when it came to ball deflation, he was no. What she is to cars, he is not to. Do you remember that? No. no. You're looking at me like... I'm waiting for the punchline. Like, no, there is no punchline. Oh. What, was, what, what, was, was what was her character's name in that? Oh, um, gee, I forget. And, <laughs> I, and I saw it last month. So, that, and, and I've seen it several times before. I can't remember. The two Utes? The two Utes. Yeah. What exactly is a Ute? <laughs> uh, Excuse me. Two Utes. <laughs> That's my Joe Pesci. I do voices because I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to Dollar Shave Club. I need Dollar Shave Club because I haven't shaven in three days. Because yeah. I've been preparing for this lovely podcast in my bunker. No. 
And and when Joe doesn't shave in three days, you know, with his Portuguese background, he could pass for a terrorist in absolutely <laughs> any movie ever. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's actually four or more movies. <laughs> uh, now, what does Dollar Shave Club have to say about deals for razors for your back? Are they special razors for back hair? <laughs> I, I I haven't seen that on the ad copy yet. Right. I, uh, yeah, they, they don't... You know what? They egregiously under... Um, estimate the the amount of pube usage. <laughs> There's a lot of pube shaving. Um, I mean, I guess maybe dollar pube shave yeah. wouldn't you know? What, what, it wouldn't, wouldn't fly. fly. No. I mean, we know what that is. It's almost like you know, Q-tips go in your ear, even though it says on the box, "Don't put Q-tips in your ear." You know, it's it's not going to say you know Dollar Shaves Club. Is, of course, knows that people bag of glass. <laughs> it says right on it. Hey. <laughs> Kid, careful. Hey, kid, bag of glass. Bag of glass, be careful. You know, it's like, uh, you know, name like uh, an invisible pedestrian here. It's like <laughs> Johnny Flame on it. Right. It's just a bag of oily rags and a lighter. <laughs> yeah, but Dollar Shave Club is a wonderful product, I'm sure. I wouldn't know, <laughs> uh, you know, because I haven't shaven in three days. I need Dollar Shave Club, but from what I understand, with Dollar Shave Club for just a dollar a period, <laughs> you can get. The ultimate in shaving. Um, you can you don't have to st- you know you can stick it to the man at Gillette, although they have a great stadium. They do have a great stadium. <laughs> yeah. Um, you you don't have to be beholden to those uh, those barons of razors. <laughs> um, you can get quality razors at a fraction of the cost with Dollar Shave Club. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com, insert the promo code Joe didn't shave in three days, and he looks like a terrorist, and <laughs> you will get. Some sort of a discount, and it actually comes out of my pocket. And, like, and, they charge me. And to be clear... When so, don't we say, actually, don't put in the promo code, because I don't want to be charged for your friggin' discounts. When we say Joe looks like a terrorist, just just to be politically correct, we mean he looks like a middle-aged white Christian. Exactly. Which, you know, <laughs> if you've read the news lately, might as well be... Or, or, or ever. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how many... Uh, how many, you know, terrorist attacks by white Christians versus, oh, let's say any other group has yeah. happened here in the U.S. in, let's say, the last, like, you know, since since September 12th, right. <laughs> 2001. Yeah, exactly. I know. It, it, that was, like, the big one. That was... Yeah, uh, that was a big one. Hey, they, they hit it out of the park with that. You it's know, they, almost like they dropped the mic, they retired. They you got know. an early lead. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they weren't exactly one-hit wonders, you know, but, um, yeah, as far as homegrown terrorists, so those, so we have a lot uh, and we'll take this opportunity again to reiterate Joe and I are new at this we're, we're, we're trying to figure out how a, a podcast really works what to really talk about oh, I gotta show record. Oh, shit. Shit. well you know uh, we did three podcasts before we realized there was no microphones <laughs> there was no recording devices it was just us drinking together right um, oh that's what we needed but now. but and again like Joe and I um, and I was trying to figure out the right way to say this the other day it's like as a child picking down Rickles as a role model in hindsight my might be ill-advised. Um, if somebody finds Family Guy offensive, they're not going to like Joe, and they're really going to hate me. So most of the things that we say might, could be, some would say are misogynistic, racist, anti-Semitic. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Listen, I'll be the first to say it. White people be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. 
And and it's sperm bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's, you're right. No, you're right about the gay guy who got fired for drinking on the job at the sperm <laughs> bank. See, so that I, kind of humor. That kind of humor. <laughs> some might, you know, call offensive. Some might call homophobic. I call it my cousin Jimmy. Oh, oh. which was a great movie, by the way. An Academy and, Award and, winning. And movie. a real guy. Um, so literally, we're going to say some very very off putting things, but that's only because if you got to know us, you would realize. They're very off-putting. <laughs> right. That that's exactly how they're how they're meant. We just don't want you to get too close. That's all. It's for your protection. Uh, so, uh, with that said, uh, our next segment, we'll, we'll come up with this, is our podcast recommendation of the week, where we, on our podcast, spend time telling you about other podcasts you should be listening to. People from around the world come to our podcast just to hear what we think of other podcasts. So we put the other po- <laughs> we put the other <laughs> podcast guys out of business. The other cup of podcasts. Uh, uh by the way, for those of you who haven't picked up it, Carnival Personnel is a reference from the greatest movie ever made, The Jerk. Um we are going to limit ourselves to, we say five right. jerk references per week. Right. Uh, that was number two. Yep. Uh, with that said, Joe, what is your podcast recommendation for this week? Let's see. My podcast recommendation for this week, um, I would have to say if I were a podcast listener, you know what? I'm going to have to cheat and go to my friggin' phone because I don't remember all. I've been listening to more podcasts now that I, now that I'm doing a podcast i've been listening to how other people do podcasts and god uh i'm gonna say you know what larry wilmore larry wilmore yes larry wilmore you remember him from oh way back i think it was last year (laughs) (laughs) when he had a show on comedy central uh well larry wilmore from the nightly show formerly the nightly show has a new podcast called black on the air um, and where he interviews guests each week, and he does like a rap. Uh, he's you know usually just talks about like how how much um, he likes the Lakers. Like he's just a big Lakers fan. Um, and he uh, he takes uh, you know questions from people on Twitter. And um, no, it's but it's great because it's just more of a really smart, funny writer. Uh, comedian who's been in the business a very long time. That, well, that's when when Joe told me to listen to the, the, that podcast a, a week ago, and I checked it out, and it was funny. I forget who the guest was, but then you know, Larry was talking about like his background, and the guest knew his background, and then I was reading it. I knew Larry Wilmore because you know Joe and I both loved, and we still do. The Daily Show is great, but I really loved John Stewart's Daily Show, and it was amazing what a launching pad it was. And Larry Wilmore was towards the end of John Stewart's run, you know, a regular contributor and stuff like that. He was a senior black correspondent. The senior black correspondent, which was great. But then, you know, I started reading about it and saw the number of shows that he's written, that he's created, and stuff like that. And you know, he was much more than a correspondent, like a, a semi-regular correspondent on the Jon Stewart show. Yeah. So his show is really good. That's a great recommendation. Yeah, I think he wrote... Did he write for Cosby? I think he did. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't if think he, he did his later stuff. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know if he. I don't think uh, he. I don't think he mixed the drinks for Cosby. <laughs> for Cosby. Um, Ew. And, and 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 you know and um, 
I, I don't think you pick that just so you can say, hey, look at what a liberal podcast I am recommending a black dude show. I think he actually likes his show, so good for you. Yes. Me, on the other hand, the David Duke Hour. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> a mm. Southern uh, My recommendation for, for podcast of the week, and I, I told Joe to check this out, uh, The Nerd Chronic. Uh, Nerdcast. What I like about it is exactly what it sounds. It's a bunch of, you know, really smart, well-spoken guys, unlike Joe and myself. (laughs) Yeah. uh, A very focused podcast. Hey, you can speak... You... You... Speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty well spoken. He is pretty well spoken. Uh, and spoken for ladies. Hello, and dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> you can paint a thousand houses. <laughs> But uh, Google the punchline. So they, uh, so it, it's a show that you know uh, talks superheroes, talks superhero movies, talk you know lots of comic talks. Uh, you know they, they've had some fun shows where they've um, gone over the dumbest superpower to have or the the worst superheroes. Um, you know, listening to it, you know, summer with Zan of San and Jaina and stuff right. like that. You know, so uh, so that was a really fun one. Um, they've broken down. Star Wars fan theories and stuff like that had their own theories, which ones that they like from fans, and and they did it. Um, reviewed the movie Logan, um, so so it is that you know they're 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 all over the sci-fi superhero map. Really fun guys, really focused. Um, put a couple coherent thoughts in a row together, which is something I aspire to do. And, yes. and if I haven't done it at this stage of the game, you know, not in the podcast. You're only 47. Like, There's still time. What's the rush? <laughs> so, so, uh, so my, po- so Joe's podcast, uh, recommendation is Larry Wilmore, black on the air. And mine is the nerd chronic. Yes. So, there you go. Now, by the way, the uh, lamest superpower. Did he, does he touch on Scorpio? Oh, the scorpion? The scorpion. <laughs> now, you know what seems to ring? Right. From, uh, see the last Saturday, or see the second to last Saturday Night Live with, oh, was it the last one with Dwayne Yeah, with, with, with future presidential candidate. Dwayne Johnson. The Rock, as right. he's known. And, I mean, speaking, speaking of wrestling, like, that's one guy who got out in the nick of time like he didn't become he didn't become a tombstone on a video game cartridge <laughs> or you know like uh he's he's one of the good ones he's one of the ones that have survived not that the other ones were bad they just they they you know they probably were in wrestling at a time when um wrestling wasn't as kind to its talent well it, it still isn't when you when you hear about well and again yeah, like, well, well like you said like you know it's 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 funny when you mentioned the sh- the movie The Wrestler, and it was a few years back. Um, like like I said, Joe and I, you know, we're in Boston now. We spent you know I spent twenty plus years in L.A. Uh, working on different shows and stuff like that, and I was lucky enough to be around the '70s show a lot. And they had some episodes where they had a couple wrestlers come in who were professional wrestlers on like what you would call the double A level. Yeah, and. That's when I found out that the WWE, then I think it was WWF then, it's very much like baseball where there's a system, there's a farm system that you work your way up through. And the life that these guys live um, of they might be wrestling seriously anywhere from five to six times a week. And in between that, they are, you know, they have to lift almost every day. Um 
but they're driving themselves hundreds of miles to like you know the second tier, third tier cities that you know they're wrestling in front of 500 people today and 400 people tomorrow, and then like literally getting off the mat, bandaging themselves up, and then driving literally 10 hours to the next town. Yeah, um, and they travel in you know pairs of two or four, splitting hotel. I mean, it's unbelievable, and there's absolutely no you know no, no benefits to this, and it's all like living the dream. Uh, you know, and it's it's you know it's much like you know the NFL um, farm system is the NCAA, so they yeah. don't have the expenditures like hockey does and basketball. You know, there's the D League, but mostly their farm system is the NCAA too. But but wrestling, you know, these guys are barely eking out a living, and so it's 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 you know football is trying to pretend it's doing something about concussions and stuff oh yeah i wonder how many of these wrestlers they'll if they if they had donated their brains to science how many how would many find, of them? would have cte i mean say what you want about you know the scripted and all that stuff and the storylines and wrestling's fake what is not fake is when a 250 pound guy jumps off the, the ropes four feet off the air and and lands on you no yeah. matter how much the the mat absorbs you're 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 feeling it you know yeah. your head is bouncing off that you i mean these guys break bones on an almost daily basis and play through it or wrestle through it uh, but it's true when you hear about like the life expectancy or the life of these guys after um yeah, and again, it's great to see. Yeah, but yeah, so you can you can like kind of rag on like some of the movie choices that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has chosen Baywatch, but I mean, you know, you got to grant you got to hand it to the guy. He's a smart guy. Um, he's he's he he rose above the rest. He is essentially the cream of the crop. Um, he him and ba- uh, Batista. But he did, like you said, he got out at the right time. Right. And he'll still go back now and then. And when he, you know, does appearances with them, he is literally like, you know, the returning, you know, the returning king and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but he but he did. He got he got out, you know, and and um and kudos to him because he still can form sentences, yes, you know, coherently. Well, yeah, he should do a podcast. He, he you know, what he pro- maybe <laughs> we'll look into it. He might have a podcast already. Maybe he'll be on our podcast. No, he won't. No, 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 no. <laughs> there, there's, there's, there's very little likelihood that he would be there. I think we'll have a rock <laughs> on the podcast. Um, which, which, uh, which brings us to uh, our parenting tip of the week. So, um, parenting tip of the week. Between Joe and I, we have four semi-healthy sons. Um, you know, much to the chagrin of society as a whole, we've, we've, we've been able to have children and much to the surprise of and thank you for leaving out the two unhealthy sons that we talked about <laughs> well, as brian regan says you know i have these two great kids and this other kid <laughs> you know? um but but so far like you know dss you know hasn't taken the kids away yet um it's because they know the snitches get stitches <laughs> well, that and the fact that you know we've moved around a lot the last few years it's a little it's a little hard on track um and, and and one of the great things about, you know, having kids is the great parenting advice you get all the time. Some of the best parenting advice comes from people who haven't had kids. Of course. Those those are the best. Uh, or or, you know, when you're when your own parents tell you how screwed up you are and this is what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Uh, right. Here's a mirror. You want to take a look. <laughs> so my parenting tip of the week, pressure points. Don't leave marks. 
parenting tip <laughs> of the week. Well, what about you, Joe? You got a parenting tip of the week? Uh, don't leave your kids with Jacques. <laughs> there you go. I don't know which is more sound advice, but, <laughs> but, but both of those are very bankable. Uh, leaving a dump. Dead air. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Um, There's okay. been 37 minutes of dead air. Okay. We're, uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right, we're right yeah, back. Hey. <laughs> wow, that was a, quite a break. That we was took. quite a no, but that's that's. I've of, never run that much in my entire life. That that is one of my favorite things, you know, on a podcast. You're like, you know, I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast the other day. Another plug for another podcast when he's like. As he realizes he's saying he's taking a break and he'll be back in just a bit, but when he edits it, it will literally be seconds. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go upstairs uh, here and uh, take a shower, and then I'll um, I'll be uh, be right back. So just uh, hang tight. Hey, I'm back. So that was, wow, what a shower I just took. I just took a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Joe and I are trying to the, the the first episode we realized we realized every uh every third word that one of the two of us say um uh probably shouldn't be a four letter one. Probably shouldn't be a four letter one. And, and some of the wor- the worst, the worst of the four letter we'll, ones. We'll ease into it. I mean, I said shit already, but you know. Yeah, but that, that, that's that's you know, that's but they say that on Sesame Street. They say Street. that, like, literally, you, you hear that, like, you know, I think if Dan Rather was still doing the news, he'd oh, start, God. can you believe the shit today? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? uh, I think he does a show, Shit Dan Rather Says. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, which which I think that will ease us into this week's episode of or, or segment of Political Talk. Uh, we'll come up with a catchy name for this segment. Probably not. I think I'm going to call it Boo Hoo. Because <laughs> <But laughs> I'm so sad. Right, well, I, I love, I think Joe sent me the meme the other day. It's like the leaked Comey note on, uh, Comey note got leaked on, on his meeting with Trump. And it's just white line paper and it says, this can you fucking believe, guy. Yeah, can you believe this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and literally, I don't think he could write twenty pages, and I think it would you could sum it up by yeah. <laughs> Can you believe this book? So, what we decided is like the first podcast. It's like once I got out the soapbox, uh, I just went on a, more tangents. A number of times, you know, Joe jumped in, but lots of times he tried to like talk me in off the ledge. Um, and so we're going to try to limit it to one topic each for what happened this week or something that you want to talk about. And like we were saying, we were trying to debate, like this week, you know, uh, Trump pushes another world leader out of the way to get first or to get in the front row of the pictures of all the world leaders. And, you know, I want to go off on that because I've had a meeting with my sons, who's in the second grade teacher, and him and one other kid in the class, constantly push each other to be first in line. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Yeah, I know they're going to have. Is he, is the president of the United States going to have the same meeting with your kid's second <laughs> grade kid's teacher? Second grade teacher. But the sad thing is, isn't that that happened? Is some people say, well, that just shows he's really willing to make America first. It's like, no, he's a narcissistic ass who's pushing another worldly. And I give anything for him to push Trudeau from Canada. Yeah, right. I, I, I think I think you want to talk WWE. Yeah, you want to smell what the <laughs> Trudeau was <is> cooking. <laughs> well, it's funny because. It's funny you say that because Trump actually did appear on our WrestleMania segment years ago. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like people forget when, you know, and and, and I will try not to go on a tangent, but the movie, the movie Idiocracy, you know. Great. It is. It great. is. It, Welcome to Costco. Wait, 
I love you. Is it a great movie or is it an interesting documentary? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on when you think it was made. When about in about ten years from now, when you see the movie, is it going to be a documentary? But the whole thing is, people forget it. He wasn't on WrestleMania once. He bought what? Didn't he? What franchise? Didn't he buy one of the franchises and sell it back? Wasn't it like Monday Night Raw that Trump owned for several years? Mm. He bought it from Ted Turner. And oh. then ended up selling it back to uh, McMahon. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so he, I mean, that's the thing. It's like most of this stuff, I'm like, is he really meaning this stuff? Or is this all part of the the image, the the wrestling image? And, and like when he, you know, anyways. So, but my, my, my rant of the week, I think, I think has to be my rant of the week is there's too many rants of the week. <laughs> that, 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 that a couple weeks ago, like, you know, Comey gets fired, and by Thursday, it was the fourth biggest story of that week. Comey gets fired on Monday. Tuesday, they have the Russian ambassador in that the FBI has said this was the guy who was the linchpin of the, of the emails. On Wednesday, it comes out that the U.S. media wasn't allowed to that meeting, but that the Russian media was, and in that meeting, he tells them secret information provided to us by the Israelis. And, well, and then that's and then Thursday morning it was the whole. Well, he shouldn't have done that, but he is president, so he has the right to do it. But the bigger picture is that intelligence came from Israel, and how much more intelligence are other nations going to be willing to share with us if he can't keep his big orange mouth shut? Yeah. Uh, even if you think he has the right to do it, Israel didn't think he had the right to do it, and now the— It's, it's almost like what Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park. Um, uh, yes, uh, we, we, we might have the, uh, the, uh, technology, uh, to do it. Um, uh, the, the, the question is, uh, whether we should. <laughs> and, and here it is, our, our biggest intelligent partner in that part of the world now doesn't want to trust information with us. And then, you know, it turns around, he calls the dictator of the Philippines and tells him that we have subs off the coast of, um, Korea. But yet he didn't tell Korea, he didn't tell China, he didn't tell China, that's a huge country, China, yeah. huge China. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't tell Japan, and those countries are like, so, <laughs> heads give, up? give us a heads up on this. You know, and then the tragedy in Manchester this week, um, you know, the, the tragedy that we live in a world where Ariana Grande can sell out a concert hall. Um, too soon. Too soon. But he, but seriously... That the, the media here leaked out the name of the suicide bomber when they were still, when they asked, it's like, hey, we're going to try to round up people associated with him before they skip town and they know that we're staring in. Let's not put this out there. Right. And when the, when the UK is criticizing our media. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> These are the, 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 this is coming from a country where the Daily, I think it's the Son of the Mail, uh, would publish addresses of people who are accused of crimes. Or, right, yeah. right. And it, it is just, it's just, that's the thing. It's like in Merkel, German Chancellor comes out today and says, hey, Europe, we better get our shit together because some of our, for, some of our, um, Dependable partners aren't as dependable anymore, and 
I'm not really sure who she's talking about. Right. But I mean, well, there's a plural there. The, is it U.S. Right, and, right, and, and I'm going to go with the Dominican. Yes. You know. Those darn Dominicans. David Ortiz and his <laughs> big international secret blabbing. Yeah. You know. It's, a, it's all in his new book. It's, you ever right, read that right. book? It's, it's, it's nothing but uh, secrets. Nothing but military secrets. Um uh, and, and 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 so you know one of the things that Joe and I want to do what what do you want to call a segment uh, future oh yeah oh well future had the the oh what was it the uh, uh, next week's headline next week's headline next. this this is where we're going to guess what next week's headline is now the tricky part is what is the biggest headline of next week because the biggest headline Monday might be completely buried by something more unthinkable by Tuesday yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say like next week's headline is that um, Gianforte, the guy that just won the Republican seat in the uh, just won the House seat from Montana, the guy who body slammed a reporter, broke his glasses. Uh, well, th- well, that guy was a little snowflake, right? And and he wasn't invited, and it was, and it just shows strength. He, they, that guy's willing to literally fight. For America. Exactly. You know, here's He's, somebody from The Guardian. Right. A foreigner. Right. You know, I'm surprised he even spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't from Montana. He was a foreign. <laughs> foreigner. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he comes here from another state. Uh, I'm going to say that he is appointed. I think I'm going to say he's appointed, um, I don't know, chairman of... Secretary of the SmackDown! Secretary of the SmackDown. <laughs> Thanks for saving that bit, because I didn't know where the fuck I was going with that. Uh, yes, I'm going to say he's... Honestly, I don't have a, a, a clever headline, but I know something about Gianforte where he's going to... Charges will be dropped. How about that? Charge All charges dropped because he's, he's due in court. Uh, right, right. But now that now that he's a congressman, yeah, he says he's uh, due to appear in court sometime between now and June seventh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, charges dropped. Um, yeah, I mean that's just. I mean the sad thing is it literally it literally started last summer when when you know um, Trump was antagonizing reporters and telling people when a couple of reporters like like uh what was the guy's name Lewandowski who literally yeah. manhandled one of the reporters um and then gets fired you know off the Trump team and CNN hires him it's like wait a minute now, you, know, <laughs> you know it's like what is this but when Trump was saying it's like yeah go ahead and rough him up I'll pay your legal fees he's standing at the podium mocking a reporter who has cerebral palsy. Um, I mean, have you read the tweets from this morning? We're taping this on a Sunday, and he tweeted like four anti-media, fake media, don't anything that says uh, a source or from a source, and they don't name their sources, then it's fake news. They faked it up. Fakery fake. Hashtag fake. And that's the great thing. It's like, how many of these things like in the Michael Steele dossier have been proven? You right. know, I mean, like the salacious stuff with the prostitutes in, in, in Russia, you know, they haven't spent a lot of time substantiating that, but a lot of the, hey, he got money for these golf courses from here, and this is what, a lot of that stuff has been substantiated. So, so yeah, so the congressman in Montana, the charges will be dropped, but the civil charges won't be, you know, yeah. um, but the whole, literally the physically attacking the media, the absolute going out of your way to discredit legit media sources to physically, you know, 
you know, it, it goes from one thing from physically intimidating media to actually putting your hands on somebody and spiking them. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's like what, what, you in know, some states, in some states, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think it's like, you know, um, and what what happens? I mean, if he does get some, if he does get something, is Trump going to turn around and pardon him? No. I mean, hey, he tweeted something about him uh, this morning. Does anyone notice how the Montana congressional race was such a big deal to Dems and fake news until the Republicans won? Very uh, V was poorly V was poorly covered. Uh, I don't know what the V stands for. Victory. Victory. Uh, probably, yeah. probably victory. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is. Um, my my uh my big news of the week, without a doubt. Well, first of all, you know how you know how Putin and uh, and Trump became great guy became. You know how Putin and Trump became very you know connected. They went to Jared. Yeah, I, they they I went think, to Jared. I think you're like the two hundred million. Shut it to take that. Shut it. <laughs> Shut it. Knock knock. Hopefully not you. Uh, but seriously, it, 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 at this week, you know, just way too much has piled up. I mean, the one thing that they have going for them is they've been out of the country um, when they got to Jerusalem right after they left the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and it's a long weekend, so maybe. Yeah. I was going to say, Jews love me. Jews love me. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about the Jews, they control the media and they love me. <laughs> right. Except the ones in the media, <laughs> which they control. Good Lord. I was talking to the Illuminati, <laughs> who are really Jews. Right, right, right. Go figure. Spoiler. <laughs> so they, um, so, so it, it's turned out, so this is Sunday, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So literally by Tuesday, uh, it will come out that yes, he tried to get the backdoor channel. Hello, Hello. to uh, to to his uh, to Trump's boyfriend Putin. Um, that yes, he lied during his security hearings and his clearance. And by Wednesday, it will be the seventeenth leading story on CNN.com. Yeah. That's my guess. CNN3.com. Right. <laughs> not, even, not even the Ocho. Right. <laughs> you know, in between dodgeball matches, we'll be talking about it because uh, something something bigger will blow over. But but the big thing this week is uh, is that, you know, some kind of thing will come out with Kirshner and um, him and Mike Flynn and Manafort. And does the list go on or are we just going to move on to And the list goes on. And so now, now back to this week in USFL history, the Boston Breakers, uh, who lasted the entire three years in the USFL history, um, I think were the only team that relocated twice. <laughs> <laughs> they went to New Orleans and then they went to Portland. Wow! Yeah, and the three-year history. Why of would the you Breakers, leave New Orleans to go to Portland? Uh, because. I think they were having trouble getting um, getting a lease agreement that was reasonable for the uh, I almost said the Saddle Dome the um, oh the uh, the Superdome the Superdome yeah and stuff like that so they had to move to that football bastion that everybody knows the heart of football Portland Oregon yes <laughs> so that that's this week's and you that didn't happen this week <laughs> right it's just you know th this week we're talking but we're about talking it. about it um and and uh like we said at the beginning of the show Joe and I are are, are comedy writers and uh 
And trust us. Big, big trust us. We're funnier than you think. <laughs> you know, we're funnier than we sound, and we're funnier than we are. And uh, <laughs> but big sports fans, and by big sports fans, Patriot fans. All right, and by big sports fans. He means big sports fan. He means me. Yeah. Uh, I like to watch Tom Brady throw. That's about it. That's like, that's the extent of my fandom. Yeah, but, you know, literally doesn't need to be anything else. No. Like, like in a year, year and a half, we might have to find something else to obsess on. But right now, right. when you're blessed with, you know, living in the shadows of the greatness. Um, and what a shadow. And what, you know, it, it, you know if, if everybody hasn't turned off already, <laughs> and, and nobody would blame you, um, the greatest, the greatest thing was, you know, a couple weeks ago, when the conversation on sports radio in Boston turned to Kraft talking about not knowing where they were going to ha- uh, hang the fifth Super Bowl banner. Because there's four giant pillars. Right. At Gillette, build a filth. Where, where you like, and when you ha- when that's a conversation you're actually having. You're just dicks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. There's no undick way to have that conversation of <laughs> the biggest problem we have. Wham! My stadium's not big enough for all our banners. <laughs> Wham! Wham! You know, it's like, what do we do? You know, when the most sought-after quarterback in this year's NFL draft is your backup. <laughs> That you hold on to because the two first round draft picks you were offered wasn't enough for him. Yeah, and you're faced with where to hang the fifth banner. Yeah, there's there's good reason everybody hates. I say us, right? Because me wearing Pat gear 365 days a year and screaming at a television, whether I'm in Guitar LA or here, is a big part of them winning. Yeah, I think uh, people hate you for other reasons, but being a Pats fan just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, I I can't think of one other reason somebody (laughs) wouldn't like me. Right. we are close to the hour mark. Uh, We'll wrap this up. We we again. Are are we playing a one-word game here? Like are we finishing the segment of carnival personnel leaving? Uh. Dumb, but this is this is Jacques. Uh, Joe and I are comedy hacks trying to be funny on a podcast, trying to sound semi intelligent. We hope to have a guest, we hope that our friend. Uh, Jim becomes a regular correspondent. Jim, Jim's, Jim's leanings are are not as left as Joe's, right? And a little left. Picture a game of tug of war. He's on the other side of the rope. See, I'm a vegetarian who likes people. He likes people. Yeah, incarcerated. Oh, gee. Especially the ones with Slam. the permatent. Yeah. Uh, but uh. Yeah, hopefully he'll join us on a more regular basis because, yeah, hearing two liberals whine about Trump for four years is not exactly the most appealing thing. You need a, a you need some some balance, and unlike Fox, we want to be more fair and balanced. We, than we that. do, and, and and you know, and Jim also can talk Celtics and other and other sports yes sports things where I I, I can talk a little hockey, a right. tiny bit baseball. Can we talk uh, NHL ninety four? We for can the, talk for Sega and, Genesis, which is which which hopefully will be the game I pull off. <laughs> The shelf well, you got to move to the right. Right now, you're only on the Nintendo shelf. You have to move over to the Sega shelf. I can't move to the right. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. 
Thank you for uh, leaving in. Um, for we, leaving in. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was going to say leaving a dump. But yeah, we got to end on that, man. It's like our where we left our heart in San Francisco. Oh, the most important thing is do not forget 